Well then, we're back. It's been a few days and uh, I've been busy running around and keeping up with the Joneses, aka my two kids, and uh, doing a bit of work around the house, and so on and so forth. Um, But uh, largely, we're back in one piece and uh, I still have a sore throat. I think I've had a sore throat for about nine months now. random fact i've been an asthmatic all my life and i'm on some new drugs um i've never really been into the whole slow burn serotide thing but um i'm giving it a crack because my asthma's been playing up a little bit and uh it's been managing my asthma quite good but it's also stuffed my throat which is great it means i don't sing to you as often uh anyway um moving swiftly on i wanted to um after we talked about ugc and a couple of things last time um, I had a question from Etty, uh, who is a short-time listener, not a long-time listener. She started listening just the other day and had a couple of questions. And the question I want to have a crack at answering today is, do brands pay for content? In short, that was the question. Do brands pay for content? So we're talking about uh, if you're a social media manager or if you're a brand owner, a shop owner, whatever, and you've just started your social media and you need to find content to put online, um, are you willing to go out and pay someone to make you content? Now, I think Eddie was asking Etty, not Eddie. Uh, <laughs> I'm Australian. We stuff all names. Uh, I think she was asking from the context of she's a photographer, a content creator. Can she go and find a brand that is willing to pay her to make content? Uh, and in some cases, this is the really short answer if you want to skip to the end of the podcast. In some cases, yes. And in most cases, no. Uh, I know a couple of people uh, who uh, have, I don't know whether he has a contract, um, but he works with a camera shop in Europe and they, um, I'm pretty sure they either pay or they pay him in gear or something um, to create content and create content he does. He's like a, what? He's like a, a whirlwind of content. Um, and he also repurposes content because the shop that uh, the reason he and I are in touch is because the shop that he's working for uh, carry a couple of brands that uh, I manage. Um, the long and the short of it, uh, some brands will pay for content. Some brands will pay for stock images. For example, if you have a look at, um, I just popped a post up on Think Tank's Facebook page about um, the GDPR uh, coming into effect and wanted to make you know people aware of our privacy policy update. And I, I thought a good photo that could go with that would be someone holding a laptop pressing the, the return key. Um, my, my train of thought was don't just hit enter without reading the fine print. Now you could go out and you could pay a couple of bucks for a stock image, but in my case, I mean, I've got a little office and I've got a couple of tripods and I've got my Sony which has uh, the Play Memories app and I just set the shot up, took it and and popped it online. So uh, did the brand pay for the image? Well, they pay me, so uh, <laughs> yeah, effectively they did, but no, they didn't. Um, the brand created the, the content or the image that they needed for that post themselves. And a lot of the times you'll find that brands will either have somebody that's not a full-time social media manager, um, 
I'm thinking of someone like um, Julia at Magmod. She is uh, part-time social media, you know, mixes it up with a bit of this and a bit of that. But she creates content. Um, <laughs> there, Would You Rather Wednesday, which I just um, sent my... <laughs> they made me choose between coffee and Wi-Fi, man. That's... Yeah, well, you can't. Um, so, you know, they, they create some of their own content. But um, I do know brands that pay for stock images and I do know brands that pay uh, individual photographers uh, for content, but they're very few and far between. Um, one trend I've seen, which I don't really like, um, the whole Unsplash thing, if, you, if you're alive, you probably saw it kick up in the photo industry a, a couple of months back. Unsplash are basically um, a big bucket of photos sent in by photographers that don't want to be paid for their images. Um, they just want to see people using them. You don't even need to credit them. Uh, you can credit them, and I think that's nice if you do. Um, but I see big brands, big photo brands, using Unsplash images, and I'm not really sure how I feel about it. On one hand, if these... If these people who aren't making a living from their photography are just going to take stock images and stick them in a big barrel, I mean, that's, I'm in two minds because, you know, photographers will say, well, they're, they're devaluing the industry and they're putting us out of work. But you're talking about a brand that probably typically wouldn't use, wouldn't pay for an image from a photographer at regular rates anyway. Um, and so they're getting free stuff to use. Does it make it wrong? Dunno. I mean, it comes down to you and how you feel about it. It makes me. I've used. I've used two of their images on one of my brands that we don't have much content for yet. And both times, I've just sort of felt a bit like I've died inside. I'm like, oh man, it's a beautiful photo. Um, I put one up last night on. Um, I'm just helping out a mate at Lens Flipper, and uh, I put up an unsplash image, and I, like it's beautiful. And I, I credited the photographer. Um, even though I couldn't find a link to link him, I suppose I could have linked to his Unsplash profile. Anyway, I'm rambling. Um, most brands don't pay for content. Some brands do pay for content. The only real way to find out who does and who doesn't is to go ask. Uh, put yourself uh, together a little pitch. Um, showcase your work. You can do it on a page of your blog. Send like I get people send me... Um, pitches or you know requests to be on a pro team or requests for gear in return for content uh, which is my next point uh, pretty much every day and I see some real crap and I see some really amazing stuff there was one last week that was just blew my mind like the guy had gone to all sorts of lengths to show his his reach and his this and his that and all he wanted to do was swap a bag for some for some content and his content was really good I must follow up um Talking about um, swapping gear for, I mean, you know, swapping gear for, for images. I mean, two minds about that as well. Yes, um, the brands I do work for do from time to time swap gear for content. Um, if it's kind of unique content that we can, um, that we can post online. And I mean, you know, there's, there's good content, there's bad content. When you've worked in this industry for 10 years, it's, you sort of you can see it pretty pretty quickly um so swapping gear for for content is kind of good but for the photographer i mean you know uh, 
I don't know, a new lens or a packet of cleaning swabs or something, it doesn't pay your bills, but it does save you spending the money to get that thing. So effectively, it kind of does pay your bills. Depends how you look at it. Um, influencers, you know, I mean, they're, they're generating content. Um, are you getting their content for free? No, you're not. Um, influencers want to be paid in some way or other. Uh, one of the brands... Sorry, I was just looking for my bin. It gets hidden every day because my eight-year-old kicks it like a soccer ball. Um, one of the brands I work with, uh, we won't, or they won't pay cash money for influencers, but they will offer product. Um, obviously, we don't get the big, you know, agency-managed influencers, but we do get um, photographers that are looking to do a bit of that sort of thing, a bit of, you know, online kind of presency type type stuff some of them are effective and some of them are rubbish um actually to be honest probably more like 85 percent of them are rubbish i know i could count on one hand the the good i hate the word influences what is it um in the last six months i could count on one hand um out of probably a couple of hundred influences that have approached for some sort of deal uh, the amount of good ones. So, um, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. And I suppose um, it comes down to, to if you're willing to pay um, an influencer and, and what the influencer can do for you. I've sort of gone on a bit of a tangent and I want to come back from there because, anyway. Uh, yeah, so the long and the short, Etty, is if you want to be paid for content for brands that are managing their own social media or they have a small agency that manages their social media, um, put together your pitch, make a pretty website page, tell them exactly what you do, tell them exactly what you'll give them. Uh, don't make it longer than a page. Don't make them sit there reading forever and ever. Um, use only your best images. Um, Maybe try and portray a couple of brands in your images um, so they can see how you do it. Um, and then, you know, for example, I get a lot of people that will send me pictures um, and not pictures, pictures, um, where they have showcased a certain brand that is competitive to the brand that I manage. And they send me a link and say, hey, I really want to rep your brand. And it's like, be repping this other brand um, so just think about it when you're, when you're approaching a company, think about how your existing social media reach, uh, slash, um, pitch looks when you, when you approach them. Um, if brand X and brand Y are, are competitive and you're approaching them with brand X in the hope to, um, work with brand Y, probably not going to happen. Moving swiftly on. I hope that's answered your question vaguely. Um, please feel free to message me and ask me any other questions and uh, I shall uh, do my best to answer them. Moving swiftly on, small brands and GDPR. Uh, does it affect your brand? Probably can. Do you have an email list? Yes, it does affect your brand. Um, even if you're a small company in Australia, you might have somebody from Europe that signs up and it's all about protecting the privacy and rights of people from, uh, well, Let's just call it Europe. Um, so read up on it. I'll put a link to a really easy to follow guide for being GDPR compliant because you need to do that in the next week. <sighs> I put influencers a whole separate influences as a whole separate thing, but I'm not going to talk a bit anymore about them. Um, 
What I'm going to talk about is I had a piece of timber on my desk. I don't know if you saw in my Instagram stories earlier in the week. Uh, a piece of timber actually came out of my backyard. It was just an old bit of fence or something. But um, I've got a jointer in my backyard at the moment, which is something that essentially makes boards flat. And I ran this beautiful bit of timber over a jointer and uh, I wanted to make something from it um, just to hold my iPad and my phone on my desk. And because I used the wrong tools, I thought I'd try and use um, essentially <laughs> a biscuit jointer um, that, uh, Google it, um, to do what I should have been doing with either a saw or a, a, um, a, a, not a, a router. Um, I didn't have the right bit for my router. And so I tried to, tried to use the wrong tools for a different job and, Basically, um, if you're using the wrong tools for the job, uh, you're going to stuff stuff up. Um, as you can see in my time lapse on my blog post, uh, I ended up stuffing it royally and I, I threw the bit of timber back into the backyard where it came from and it's going to stay there. I'll have to find another bit of timber. Um, what I'm trying to say is a couple of, um, well, one person mentioned that um, they were having trouble with the whole schedule 15 bits of content um, and they were trying to do it natively on Facebook um, I, as I mentioned uh, in a couple of my podcasts there's a few tools you can use a few free tools to to do the job to do the social media job and those free tools offer vague analytics as well um, so you can see if the content you're posting is being seen by six or 16 people um, use the right tools for the job and it'll be easier if you use the right tools for the job and you get the right outcome, you're more likely to continue using the right tools or at least continue doing the job. So um, I'll put a couple of I'll put a couple more links. Well, I'll put a couple of links in this blog post as well, uh, just to a couple of free tools that you guys can check out and use. That's really all I've got time for today because I might whip across the road and take some photos of my um, neighbor's cute baby. Oh, he's not a baby; he's turning one today, and he's very active, little fella. G'day, Chuck. Um, if I can and if he is not at childcare uh, I've got a coffee to finish drinking I had to make that coffee because of you Magmod um, that is really about it play the outro this has been podcast number 9 this was podcast Back